What's up, everyone? Fresh off our very first ever live game stream with uh, some of our co-hosts on here doing the play-by-play. -play. We're back here with our regular edition of our show uh, to discuss the last two preseason matches, preview the next preseason match, and we have a guest and, and some more stuff to talk about. Uh, and it's all here for this next hour here. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Or on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black SoccerCast. The first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you pretty much each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me on time this week, as he joining me as he does each and every week, and this week he's on time. There's the better way to say it. We've got Dylan from Caroline Coalition. Dylan, what's going on? How'd you make it here on time today? Uh, lots of lots of good luck. So. Um... There's that, but no, I'm I'm thrilled to be here as always. And um, hello, it's nice to be on time for once. It's definitely nice to be on time, uh, or for you to be on time at once. Uh, how are you doing after a uh, a week or a weekend of play by play? I'm good. I look a little bit red at the moment, but I did not get sunburned, mostly because we were in the shade, and I'm a smart human being. Um, but I'm excited. I kind of. Yeah, maybe smart human being is a little bit too um, too kind, but no, I'm excited. I mean, soccer is just around the corner, and uh, all of you apparently have to listen to uh, Alan and Brad and I speak as you watch some preseason matches. So that's funny. I will say, you all, all three of you, did an amazing job on that. Let's talk to these other two. Let's introduce the other two that were part of that play-by-play. -play. First down in San Diego uh, from his play-by-play -play studios, uh, that is Alan from San Diego. Alan, how are you feeling after uh, your first official match of play-by-play? -play? Um, I think it's like the penance that they have to pay in order to be able to watch preseason matches, which have been relatively rare this preseason. Um, so I think it's like a pretty good trade-off is you get to watch the team play, but you have to put up with us. I think that's the, the trade-off. Um, I mean, you can always mute. There's always that option, turn down the volume, do your own play-by-play. -play. Um, but then you miss such great nuggets as, wow, that was a great pass. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I, I guarantee you, Brad had one of those nuggets in this match, one of those great nuggets uh, during the match as the third part of the trio of play-by-play -play announcers for that preseason match up in Reno. We got Brad. Brad, uh, how are you doing, man? <sighs> It's tough thinking of words when things are happening. Um, I'm not classically trained to talk about soccer as soccer's happening. I'm more of a person who looks at it and goes, oh, good things happened or bad things happened. This is why. Um, but it was, it was interesting. It was a lot of fun, and it'll only get better over time, you know. Hopefully we get more of those. Yeah, definitely, um, you know, A, let me just say thanks to the club for allowing us that opportunity. They could have definitely said, you know, who cares? Dylan's drinking one of my favorite beers at the moment, Purple Haze from Abita Brewing out in uh, New Orleans. Uh, an amazing drink. If you haven't tried it, try it. Um, and now I'm just totally thrown off. I'm drinking some sort of coffee beer. Um, I went to go run to the store before we went live or to the local like OC Wine Mart where they have all the different choices of craft brews. Uh, and apparently they close at eight o'clock and I got there like at eight Oh five. So I am stuck with what was in my fridge, which I believe this is the coffee beer from the Sacramento area that I had a few episodes back. So 
that's what I'm drinking. I also um, think I think it's nice that we're the rest of us are all drinking Ray inspired beers. So Dylan's is one of your favorite beers. Brad has it's literally it, called Cosmic, Cosmic Rays. Rays, and my beer is called you can't see it because of the glare, but it's called Mister Nice. And Ray, you are a very nice person. So uh, I think we're I'm a bit of a nice stretch there, don't you think? Um, it's a sour passion fruit, so. <laughs> I think nothing <laughs> nothing describes Ray better than sour passion fruit. Well, I think anyone that listens knows that I like sour beers too. So I mean, that's a total perfect fit there. I mean, he's a Clippers fan, so he's always oh, sour, but he's same. passionate. See how that works? I was gonna say the same thing, but Tottenham. Let's just let's just hit hit me where you know below the belt there. Yeah, that's that's just fun. After I'm giving you guys all compliments for such an amazing job of play by play this past weekend, I was in the middle of saying. Thank you to the club for allowing us the opportunity. I believe in speaking with the club, there may be another one or two matches we'll be able to do this preseason if we can make the, the timing work out and it doesn't uh, interfere or conflict with my son's soccer team uh, and all that fun and the schedule of these three gentlemen. So we'll figure that out. Um, but let's talk about the matches. Let's first, let's go back. Cause we, I think Brad briefly said, Hey, I know we played a, a, a preseason match against Cal State Fullerton and won 5 0. And we'll talk about that next week. So we have to stick to that commitment that Brad made uh, last weekend in our special episode of the uh, Pacific Division preview. So I'm going to hand it off to Brad. Brad, uh, what are your thoughts on that 5 0 victory over uh, Cal State Fullerton? I mean, I, I wasn't there. I couldn't be at the wall as my travel plans were uh, non-existent for this preseason match. Um, no, the clips that they showed on the uh, on the Twitter verse of the goals that were scored in that game, Adam John had a good one that I remember. Um, nice little cross that he scored off of. You know, other than some little clips, I can't really say too much about it. Let me go over to Alan, who's a little bit closer to where the match took place, but I'm sure he wasn't outside of the wall either. And I don't uh, know if you have binoculars that 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 see that far to see the the match. I do not have any telescopic abilities uh, to, and we weren't streaming it. Um, I mean, it's good that you scored goals, right? Like that's a that's a positive. Um, it's good that you didn't really give up any. It was a no goals. Um, so th- that's also a plus, um, especially early season. Um, yeah, that's about all I can give you based on the information that I have is Orange County scored some goals and then didn't let any in. Uh, San Diego Loyal recently played Fullerton to a 4-1 win. Um, so that gives you kind of an idea of, you know, you're you're doing things well if you are scoring multiple goals in a preseason match, um, regardless of your competition, because you still have to put it in the back of the net. And you know, we we've seen we've seen crazier things happen with good opportunities and not being able to finish. So putting the ball in the back of the net is always a positive. So I mean, with you sharing that sort of barometer that Orange County could look at, right? San Diego was a four-one win, Orange County five-nil, but it's preseason. You're not really playing, uh, you know, your preferred game plan at this point. You're just sort of working some players out there, um, letting them get some minutes in, seeing what they can do, trying some things out in preparation for the season. Dylan, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, what you know about this game and then sort of comparing it to what San Diego did? Just speaking generally, um, I was not at, and it's not a wall. It is a fence because you can do things like see through it. Um, Just not to be pedantic or anything. Um, but I was not there. Um, but I think Orange County is looking to play on the front foot this year. It's really obvious by the players that we brought in, um, and the way that we even set up for this match. So I think, uh, if you can score as many goals from set pieces as Orange County did, um, and you've got like four players that are six, one or taller, um, that, that bodes really well. Um, if you're attacking, you're going to get attacking set pieces. Either teams are going to foul you, um, or you're going to, you're going to pick up corners. So seeing them score, I think three or four of the goals from set pieces was uh, was confidence inspiring. It's quite the quite the change to the match that we have in this stream. Yes, definitely. And you know, it, it, it's one of those things when you're playing against. And, and no disrespect to Cal State Fullerton, but it's totally two different tiers of 
a quality of, of, you know, the quality of players, even just sort of the teams, right? You have one's a professional team, one's a college team. You, you expect that the professionals should be able to um, take care of the match if that's what they're trying to do. And uh, again, they were probably trying to work their game plan, get some run out, get the players going for the first preseason match. And they got the win uh, along with it. So that's good. One negative out of this match we've learned as of recent, and you know, we're hearing from Twitter machines. And I think, I don't know if the club has quite confirmed anything yet, but we're hearing uh, a lot of rumors is the loss of a key player on this team. It sounds like um, I'm hearing uh, an injury that was part of this match against Cal State Fullerton to Seth Kasipoli. Um, it looks like it's taking him out of the roster for the season, um, or if not the season, a prolonged period of time. Who knows? That's what I'm reading on Twitter. Nothing confirmed from the team. So I'm not trying to, you know, create rumors or anything. I'm just relaying what I'm seeing from people saying on um, the internet. What are your thoughts? I'm going to go to you first, Brad, as you know, someone that probably saw Seth's best, best season uh, a couple uh, seasons ago. Uh, what, uh, if this is true, what's the impact to Orange County losing Seth Kasipley for the season? It's for the whole season. Is that what's being? I'm. I'm. I, the, the, again, these are all rumors. There's nothing been confirmed from the club. But what it sounds like is some sort of uh, ligament damage, uh, I believe, in the foot. Which I think, when that type of thing happens, it's going to be a very lengthy recovery. It's not something you can recover from in a month or so. Oh boy, you know Seth Kasipley's couple years older than me he's 27 i believe um and turns 28 later this year that is a big loss especially at this is what for a lot of players the prime if not starting to wane down from the prime of their careers you know and obviously you know we wouldn't be talking about him if he wasn't a big name player so big loss for orange county and one thing we keep talking about is how the midfield on Orange County is pretty deep compared to recent years. So happy to know that at least we have that depth behind them that we can kind of trust. But Seth Kissipley is a big loss. Let me um, jump to you, Alan. I, I think uh, many of us sort of were looking at this roster with Aiden Quinn moving on to Phoenix. This is where Seth Kissipley is going to sort of have to step up. Uh, and be a big part of that midfield to help fill in that gap. Uh, we do have other pieces. Again, if Seth is lost for the season, who do you see as that that player that's stepping in and taking over what we were expecting out of Seth? Um, they had that, what is it, Finnish, Norwegian guy out there during the preseason match and that we streamed, and um, that might be one option. I'm not sure that that's the answer you're looking for because I think um, he didn't look super comfortable in the role. Um, but essentially, it's that next guy up, and maybe Francis Jacobs can find himself into a role as well. Kuningas. All right, cool. Um, he looked okay, and it might be just he's a little bit shaky and he might improve over the course of the preseason. Um, I wasn't super thrilled with his play. But like I said, it's the second game of the preseason. Things happen. Um, and he could find himself into that role as well. Uh, but again, like next guy up. Yeah, you hate to lose someone like a Seth Kasipley, Um, But I, I think Orange County has an opportunity in their roster. And then there's always, um, you know, MLS. Uh, their, what is that called? Transfer window hasn't ended yet. Uh, so there's still a lot of movement that can happen before the season starts with some free agents that might be laying around out there after the, you know, after the window closes and MLS doesn't pick them up. Uh, you might be able to grab somebody on a loan or you might be able to grab someone through free agency as well. So there's some options inside, there's options outside, but you would definitely hate to lose a player um, in general. Uh, but a player like Seth Kasipley is going to be a, a huge hole to fill um, and someone's going to step up. I have a feeling that um, I'm not sure who exactly that might be, but there's an opportunity and someone's going to take advantage of it. So let me go to you, Dylan and and Alan sort of mentioned this name, but let me just get your thoughts on it is, you know, they're not quite similar position players, but when you lose someone in the midfield, you might have to reshuffle some players around. Um, One of those players that I think a lot of orange County fans are hoping to see some minutes for this season is Francis Jacobs. Uh, Does uh, the loss of Seth Kasipoli on this roster uh, help open up 
opportunities for Francis Jacobs, or are they two completely different players and one doesn't really impact the other? I think they're two entirely different players, um, at least in this venture in their two careers. I think Francis might be in a little bit more of a mold of like an Aiden Quinn in the next few years. Um, I know they've kind of built him as a box to box in the past. I think Seth is one of the best box to box. Like, I think that's what we really um, saw out of him in the first match against El Paso last year. And I think when he was free to do so later on in the season, we, we saw a lot of that. Um, he's very, very good. He's very, very fit. Um, boundless energy. Um, when we first had him on, he said, "You, the thing you're going to like most about me is my work rate. And like, he, he really backed that up. Um, so it's a big loss. I think it's really um, Kuningas and uh, probably Tommy McCabe. I think it, it kind of forces Orange County to maybe change shape a little bit without uh, Kasiplian for the year. It's a it's a massive loss. Um, I'm super bummed for him. He's a he's a great dude and a no, great I mean, player. Amazing, amazing guy, amazing player. I mean, when he first joined the club, like he was willing to jump on our podcast right away. Which back in those days, we were getting guests every so often. So the fact that we were able to get uh, Seth on here was pretty amazing and. Yeah, it's sort of it's it's a bummer to to hear that he may be out or will more than likely be out for the season. Again, nothing official yet from the club, so we're just going off of the rumors we're hearing uh, from people speaking on the internet. Some people that tend to know a little bit from their interactions with players and and whatnot in this league. Um, we're finding out. So again, hopefully this is all wrong. Hopefully it's a little bit less serious of an injury. But um, prepare, Orange County fans. Uh, you know, I'm one of those people. I'd rather you know, think of the worst and then hopefully it's not as bad. And, and then you're surprised when something happens. So um, look forward now to the, the, the following match, which is the one that we covered live on our, uh, on our social media. And the three of you did the play-by-play for, uh, I probably want to say this is okay. This was the first view of the club for a full 90 minutes for pretty much anyone other than those few people that may have been at the gate or at the fence for the Cal State Fullerton match. But it looked like it was pretty much a tale of two halves. The first half looks like, looked like it was more of, what you probably would want to expect from this club uh, come opening day, that the the roster, the, the lineup looked like pretty much what you're going to pencil in, maybe give or take a couple players here and there. Um, and then the second half looked like a, a few of the promising youngsters and um, trial, and then some trialists and 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 whatnot or fringe players. Let me go to you, Brad. Um, what were your thoughts on that match, just in general? Um, we can split it up first half and second half because again, it was to- two totally different teams uh, pretty much. Well, the second half, it was like 10 minutes into the second half, I think is when mm-hmm. they made the mass changes. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on those, the, the performance from Orange County? Yeah. Uh, I mean, with both individual halves, uh, the first half, it was a slow start. Uh, Orange County kind of had a, a case of the giving the ball aways, uh, the turnovers, and kind of after what 10 minutes found their pace uh was able to distribute the ball and unfortunately you know no real action in the box uh no finishing no setting it up um couldn't really get too many set pieces however with that said uh, orange county's starting lineup scores a goal off a a strange brent richards cross into the top left corner I uh, kind of wish that we had him on the show tonight so I could ask him if that was intentional, if that was not. I know that his answer is going to be, of course, it was intentional, even though that's probably a two-faced lie. Um, but overall, you know, if I were to be giving grades, I'd probably be giving the midfield a pretty solid, you know, B, B+. Plus. Um, I don't know if I can really judge the offense in of itself because there weren't many opportunities being in the final third and then the defense itself in the first half played fairly well in my opinion um you know whenever there was a mistake made they kind of were able to fix it up um the second half kind of a different story uh there was no cohesion and i don't know if it's you know some trialists being given time with players they haven't played or if it's, you know, orange County has only had what three weeks of training compared to LA galaxies twos, probably multiple months at this point. 
Um, there could be a lot of excuses that could be made. However, you know, that's stuff that they're going to have to clean up on the back end. And let me uh, go to you, Alan. Uh, you could definitely share your thoughts on the two halves there, but I also want to throw this question to you. Uh, seeing what we saw for the starting lineup for Orange County in this match, is that sort of what you're expecting to see from Orange County opening day, the, the lineup that they put out there for the start of this match? Or is there any changes that you think may happen between now and then? Um, I think there's going to be a few little tweaks here and there. Like I said, with the midfield, kind of finding out what your best midfield position is. Um, Thomas at a Voltson didn't play, correct? Uh, so that's another a name that you might see in there. Um, you know, Adam John may or may not be on that starting lineup. He might be a guy that it comes off the bench. Uh, so I think there's still a lot of movement to be considered. Uh, you know, how does Darwin Jones, was it just a tweak and he pulled himself off or is there a long-term thing there? Uh, so I think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered as far as lineup. I don't think, think we have a, a solid starting 11 yet. I think you have, you know, a couple of for sure starters, uh, some guys that are going to start uh, every game regardless. You know, you're Rob Kiernan, you're Michael Orozco. Um, so you're going to have some of those uh, automatic fill-ins, but I think there's a lot of positions still on the pitch that need to be solved uh, and, and, and ironed out. Um, I thought, um, you know, you're looking at the, the play on the pitch. I thought they didn't handle pressure very well, and that just could become, you know, um, positional. Um, that could become, you know, something they can solve. And then obviously in the second half, we saw the uh, the old school Orange County death by uh, set piece. Uh, that was kind of an issue with their, with their game a couple years ago. Uh, but again, those things are going to solve themselves. Hopefully you have... Uh, a team that's further along in their preseason. So they have some routine set up and you might not, especially in that second half, you might have guys, you know, zonal marking in the wrong spot, not knowing who to pick up. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of room to uh, switch some lineups over and, and find out that best starting 11. I don't think anything is set in stone except for outside of a couple players. Dylan, your thoughts on the match. You were actually there at the stadium. So you saw everything in person. You probably got a better picture than, um, pretty much anyone else, uh, you had the best vantage point. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll ask you for this answer. Who would you say was the the shining moment, the the star for the for Orange County in this match? And then I'll ask Brad and Alan the same question. Um, it was awkward, I, but again, it's the second preseason match of the year. It's the first preseason match against a team that's actually professional and a good team at that. So I think you kind of take it with where the club's at at the moment, um, especially figuring out without a, without a Seth Kasipoli in the lineup, without a um, Thomasina Voltson in the lineup, without an uh, Errol Markin in, in the lineup. Um, I think those three guys are people who we'd expect to probably start um, and walk into this team. Um, Alan said, Cunning Austin didn't look exactly comfortable on the ball uh, being pressed, which is, Fine, and a very fair criticism because he and uh, Tommy McCabe uh, picked a ball more than a few times um, and, and lost it. Uh, Francis Jacobs, as well, just played himself into a little bit of trouble towards the back half of that match. Um, but wasn't wasn't bad. Um, I think if you look at what the actual first team looks like, as opposed to a bunch of trialists and like three actual um, signed players, uh, we're a good side this year. Um, it should be a pretty entertaining year um especially as as players come into fitness but i i think brent richards was probably the, the standout for that and i know he scored orange county's only goal but uh, wasn't too sure to see like what kind of role he was going to play um and what kind of role the fullbacks were going to play like were we going to have them push up on the pitch or were you going to have them kind of sit back and, and stay at home and um wow the man is good I mean, we all knew it, right? We all like have seen um, Reno matches in the past, but he's a, he's a big pickup for Orange County, and I think that's we're probably going to be talking a lot about him in the in the coming future. Definitely. Um, go go ahead, Alan. It looked like you wanted to say something. I was just going to say you can really tell in that first half how much width they want to bring to the pitch and how many options that's going to give to the team in the attack, uh, both on the right and left hand side. Uh, sometimes you, teams only overload one side, but you can really tell that they're going to try and stretch that pitch um, 
in the attacking third uh, on both sides, and that's going to give some some USL teams back lines fits because you have two essentially two wing backs that are going to be problematic. You got Weehan that 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 pulled off to the left hand side a lot, uh, really wide. Um, you're going to have a couple big target men to kick it into, and then you have Darwin Jones with that speed. Uh, is really going to give teams fits because you're going to be able to attack with pace over the top, like you, uh, like Orange County has in the past, um, and but also o- choose to overlay which overload whichever side. Maybe you find that weakness, you find that guy you can target and, and pull him out of position, either left or right hand side. Uh, so it's gonna it's gonna be a, a pretty fun attack to watch if everything kind of clicks. Um, yeah. I also, on a side note, I really liked Abraham Romeo's um, kind of passion. It was clearly a a um, it's a preseason match that doesn't really matter, but you can clear. It was pretty clear he hated to get scored on in a, in a situation where he wasn't able to make a save. Uh, so I really like that from a player too that he's not letting you know mistakes go this early in the season. He's he's willing to be uh, vocal and show that you know he's got that passion uh, and he's going to fight for some minutes this year too. Uh, last thoughts from you, Brad. Um, I mean, I wouldn't really call it a like man of the match, but I just wanted to give a huge shout out to uh, Jack Imperato. Uh, I hope I said his name correctly. Um, he came on very early, I think in the first eight or nine minutes after a an injury to, oh God, who was it? Um, can't think of the name off the top. Thank you to Darwin Jones. Um, he came on very early in the game, and I think he stayed on for the rest of the game, you know, minus the break at halftime um, and definitely looked winded at the end, made a couple of mistakes at the end, but otherwise I thought he slotted in very well into the midfield, uh, had some good distributed distributions and really looked like he was a good part of the first team. Yeah. I am good at, uh, that's you're, not, you're that's putting a me. That's, you're, you're doing, that, that's my job, Brad, is to, to use Enunciate those, uh, improperly. Yes, 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 yes. Dis- distributions. Yes. <laughs> We're going to start using that one. <laughs> Distributations. Oh, oh, I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll, we'll just cut you off there if you want so you don't embarrass yourself anymore, Brad. Uh, no, that was kind of the end of my thought. I thought he, he played a pretty good game. He definitely played most of the game, and I'm not going to have to live this one down. <laughs> Perfect. We're going to move on now. We uh, have a guest that's ready to join us on here. We're going to get them onto the, the stream here in just a moment. All right, everyone, let's go ahead and bring our guest on. He's a multi-time guest on our show, which is always awesome when you can, when, when the players aren't, scared away from us uh, where they never want to join us. And that's uh, who we're going to bring on here next. I'm just waiting for him to get in position. I don't want to bring his camera on at the wrong time. That is defender for your Orange County Soccer Club, Rob Kiernan. Rob, welcome back to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Thank you, guys. Sorry for the little bit of a technical difficulty there. It was, uh, I'm not the most uh, up-to-date with my uh, software, so uh, sorry for the delay. No, no worries. I, I you know, we, we say this time and time again. Uh, you know, we appreciate when the players are willing to try and work the technical issues out to try and make sure this works. It, it definitely uh, helps the fans because we love to hear from y'all uh, whenever we can. I'm going to jump straight into some questions with you really quick. First of all, um, how, in your opinion, how are things going with this club? You know, a few weeks into training, a couple games in to the preseason. Um, are you happy with where the club's at at this point? Uh, and what uh, what do you think is going to happen over the next couple weeks heading to the season? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been a, a tough few weeks already. Um, preseason's never easy. I'm sure you all know that. But um, it, today was definitely one of the hardest we've done. Uh, we're doing a lot of running, a lot of distance covered. Um, doing multiple gym sessions throughout the week and just you know ticking all the boxes, I suppose. Um, in terms of where we're at, in, in comparison to last season already, there's some real big improvement areas being made, um, especially behind the scenes. I think that the, the, we had a little meeting yesterday um, with regards to sort of this social media side of stuff and what the club are trying to do in the community and build and 
um, trying to really involve everyone to be a part of that and, and really just raise the profile of the club. Um, obviously, our job is to, to perform on the pitch and, and win a championship. We're, we're very aware of that. Um, but I think behind the scenes, we're seeing a real big effort and a real big um, you know, improvement, I'd, I'd say. Um, and, and I think the additions to the squad that we've got, unfortunately, we couldn't keep hold of a few of the lads, which will be a will be a shame. Um, they they definitely contributed towards um, where we wanted to be last season. But um, we've brought in some really good good players, and I, I think that we're we're in a good good position. Well, and, that, and that's a big part of, of professional sports, right? You're you're never going to be able to retain a full squad. It's you know if you lose some players, can you replace the, the what they produced for the team? Um, do you do you think the club's done a good job of of trying to replace some of that lost productivity uh, from last season? Yeah, uh, previous seasons. Listen, it's very early days, um, but the signs are there that they've brought some good quality around the globe. Um, you know, there's some good additions up definitely in our attacking places. Um, I know that there's a few more uh, coming in um, from elsewhere. So, listen, I think that, you know, like anything, there's there's always a little bit of uh, time that needs to be um, allowed, if that's the right word, because when, when new players come into a changing room, you know, the, the chemistry doesn't always click. It might take a little while for, for new players to get used to the start of play. We get used to them. They get used to us. You know, there's also other factors for those European boys, especially the heat and the weather and the altitude at some games and the time zone. So it's not just as easy as just filling in, but, you know, but that's why we're there and that's what pre-season's for. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get the get a uh, momentum going and hit the ground running. Perfect. I want to jump to a fan question from someone listening on the live stream, Andy. Um, watching on our live stream on YouTube, basically said that you had mentioned in the past that Los Dos, uh, LA Galaxy 2, was the best team you've played in the USL. Uh, do you, does that assessment still stand after, I guess, a preseason match against them? Or do you think Orange County uh, will be able to take them on and, and get some points in the season? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think last year, I think you could just tell from Galaxy that they've been together for a long time. They, they have very good movement off the ball. They knew exactly where um, their strengths lied and they very confident in playing out from the back. Uh, the team that we played, um, you know, a couple of days ago, there were some faces that I didn't recognise. So obviously, some have moved up to the first team. Um, some have, uh, you know, have probably been released or let go. Um, so uh, listen, we we played them, and they I think they've had about four weeks um, on top of what we've been doing. So they've had a, they started a little bit earlier than we did. Um, but you know, we 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 done well. We we managed to get a, a goal from a, a lucky cross. Um, but I think we um, we really really showed that I think we'll be a, a strong contender. Um, I think that obviously Phoenix are obviously a strong team that we're going to play against. Obviously, losing Quinny was um, you know a little bit of a tough one because he's a very good player, very influential. So I'm sure they'll be um, a very strong team also. But listen, we're not really focused on other people. We're uh, we're here to focus on ourselves um, and just in, and, and really go for it this year. And, uh, you know, Brad, we have, we have a new member of our team, Brad, uh, and he had mentioned before we got you on here about that cross. He, w he, he said he wished we had uh, Brett Richards on so we can ask him if that was an intentional shot or if that was uh, just a lucky cross that found its way back to the net. So in Rob's, Rob Kiernan's opinion, you, you, you're saying it's more on the lucky side. I think it might have even come off his shin pad. So, uh, yeah, we can't give him that one, unfortunately. But, you know, listen... Um, yeah, he, listen, those balls that they, they, they're they there to sort of put into a dangerous area and, you know, sometimes you get a bit of luck. But um, unfortunately, I can't I can't uh, sit here and say that you meant to do it. But um, we'll take it for sure. Right. I mean, that's what I teach my my kids, my 2011 kids, uh, you know, just cross the ball in front of the net. And sometimes you just get lucky. The defender might pop it in. The, the goalkeeper might bobble it. Or you just might be able to get a lucky touch with your, your knee and it goes right into the goal, right? That's That's the whole goal of it is to – open yeah. up those chances to, to get the ball in the net. Sure. Just put those balls in dangerous areas, you never know what's going to happen. And also, as a defender, you know, it's not nice, you know, running backwards and trying to deal with a cross, you know, with, with strikers trying to come over the top of you and get that get that, that, that contact. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, we can't give it to him, but we'll take it. We'll take it for sure. Um, Robbie, you've said uh, the club is looking pretty good this year. Um, a lot of improvements on and off the pitch. Uh, the club has said as much, they think. Uh, at least Oliver, uh, the GM Oliver Vies thinks it's the best club Orange County has ever put um, onto the pitch. So what is the, at least in your opinion, what's the most improved area um, for you guys on the pitch this year? Uh, I think just have um, 
attacking options is obviously the, 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 the biggest thing that every club looks for. Um, you know, we brought in uh, a lot of height. We brought in, you know, people with a lot of experience, you know, in other sort of leagues and countries. Um, the other thing is, though, guys, is that you never know what your season's going to look like in terms of injuries, suspensions, whatever it might be. So we need to have that depth. And I think we've definitely definitely got some, some good numbers in now. Um, it's unfortunate that we've managed to have a little few little injuries and setbacks from some of our players that we do really rely on. So we'll, we'll see how they sort of hopefully get back and heal up quickly so we so we can be in but the biggest thing guys we can have is, is has our options you know for the managers to have you know different types of players that can offer different things is is obviously a good thing so I think that our attacking options this year are hopefully going to be um you know a lot stronger um, and have a variety of different sort of um, aspects to that so um, listen I don't really want to talk too much because you know it's all about you know, doing it on the pitch. On paper, it might look good. Um, but unfortunately, you know, the paper is just a piece of paper. We need to go out there and actually perform and go and get goals and go and be hungry to go and, to go and beat teams, you know, week in, week out. All right. So, uh, Michael Orozco or you, how, who's going to score the most goals from that uh, centre-back oh, pairing? Definitely Big Mike. You should see him in training. He's like, a, he's like a young Ronaldo at times. So, definitely my money's on him. Are you going to get any this year? Look yeah, ahead some... so I'd like to think so. Um, listen, I'd love to you know contribute here and there, and I've managed to nick a few goals throughout my career from you know set pieces, etc. But I don't know. Maybe you guys see it when I when I play. My my biggest focus, honestly, is just keeping that ball out, and I I demand that people around me that are the same. And I I, I think nothing more than getting a clean sheet for me is is me scoring a goal to get equivalent of you know so. Um, I let the guys up top do their magic and I'll do my bit by uh, hopefully organising and, and keeping the ball out. So we joke a little bit about, or we talk a little bit about what these early preseason games kind of mean and we can speculate. Yeah. Uh, but what is kind of, in that the LA Galaxy game where you're up against a team that's further along in preseason, what is the team's focus on some of those really early preseason matches? Like what is your what is your main goal during those games? Yeah, I mean, actually, it's funny because I, we did the team talk before the game and I just said to the lads, look, you know, we are here for an exercise to get match fit and, and there's no hiding behind that. We need to get minutes in. Um, we can train all we want, but, you know, it really matters when you're out there. Um, obviously, we want to win games. We want to create good habits. We want to get into that, you know, momentum, like I said. But, you know, it's it's difficult when you make, I think it was like seven or eight subs. Um, I think it was in the sort of half-time and 60th minute. Um, and some of those young boys, they're, they're the first taste of, of real men's football. So we need to expect that maybe they're not going to be as comfortable and liable to a few little mistakes here and there. But, you know, it's all about getting fit, it's getting sharp, getting match conditioned, you know, working on the stuff that's going to, you know, eventually see us win, win, win our championship, I hope. So, you know, it's just it's just a building stage right now. All right, Rob, I'm going to make a fashion statement question for you. Uh, today, the kits were released. Uh, which one are you? Are you team orange, team black, or team blue? Um, I've got to be honest, I like that black kit. No? As I saw a head shake there. We're not happy with that one. It's a little we'll, we'll for you, Brad. You know what? <laughs> Robbie, if you score in it, I'll, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. <laughs> I'll get your name on the back in the black if you, if you score. No, listen, they all, they all look quite fire, to be fair. I like them. Uh, we did a photo shoot the other day, so um, I did like the black, though. I did like it. I think it was nice. I can see someone there commenting black. Yeah, I think it looks sharp. I think it looks nice. Do you have another question? Uh, no, nope, I'm fresh out of questions after Alan kind of stole mine there. Well, I, you know, I was going to ask a question, and you sort of answered it. I was going to ask you, would you prefer to score a goal or make a goal line clearance? And it sounds like you're you're – team goal line clearance when it comes to that right uh, yeah. right rob well i think that's what us defenders live for listen we're not the most exciting but unfortunately you know um we don't get the headlines we don't get the the praise at that time but um you know listen keeping that ball out is something special that when you make that last ditch challenge or manage to block or you know it just it's just we we just you know as defenders we take pride in that so i suppose for us that's our little bit of uh, enjoyment yeah, so let me um, throw it completely across the globe to, to Europe. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts, you know, coming from that. You, you used to play out in Europe. You know, the announcement of that Europe, Europe Super League uh, that was made a couple days ago, and it sort of just sort of threw this craziness on social media around the world. 
What are your thoughts on even the thought of doing something like that? I mean, listen, it was a funny one because it kind of, I think I've been, we've been hearing talks about it for years and I didn't really think anything of it. But when it did come out, I think it just shows that the power of football, uh, power of the fans, the power of the, the you know, up and down the leagues, you know, everyone relies on that sort of, you know, that Premier League is, is something special and to take those teams out of it, it would be a big, big miss and it would be detrimental to the actual pyramid underneath it. But not just, you know, the Premier League, you know, the Liga, whoever it might be, you know, these teams, you know, they are the best of the best. But I also think that we lose that little bit of special sort of moments when, you know, the Champions League does come around, you know, and these teams play each other once, twice a year. But it's, I think it's built up um, and, to, and to, to a nice stage. I think if you oversaturate it by playing every week, I think maybe you'd, you'd lose a bit of a... Uh, Lose a bit of interest, but unfortunately, guys, football's a business, and the, the guys at the top with the money, you know, they they're obviously you know hungry to make more money. So uh, I think we can be through all that, but um, that's well above my pay grade to comment. But uh, yeah. I just think they've done the right thing by by uh, standing down. So I was gonna say it shows it shows that you know the fans shared their voice, shared their their views and thoughts, and. It worked, right? It, it, and I think even players joined in on some of it and some former players were men, uh, mentioning or making comments on it. And it, it worked. So I, I'm sort of glad to hear that it worked because I was a little uh, scared to hear about this happening, you know, being a Spurs fan. And I know Alan's a, a Liverpool fan. It would have totally thrown, uh, thrown a loop into a wrench into the whole thing. So um, uh, Dylan, I don't. we've already asked a few times from Rob some different fun questions. Do you have uh, something other than vegetable talk for Rob? Uh, well, you are obviously not from here, um, with a wonderful accent, um, and a devotion to getting your haircut regularly. Um, yeah. what, so I, it's not raining. It's not Southland. Um, it's not Glasgow. What's, what's the best part of Orange County? I mean, what's like, give me your go-to, um, you know what? restaurant yeah. and beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd love to. So I say to my friends, you know, when they ask me, what's it like? I said, guys, listen, it's like waking up on vacation every day. Sunshine and puts you in an instant good mood. Um, you know, my favorite little hobby at the minute is I'm, I'm attempting to try a little bit of surfing. It's not been great. Um, it looked like a bit of a stick insect on that surfboard drowning, but you know, I'll give it a go. Um, I've got a favorite place in Newport actually, which uh, my friend is the owner of. It's called um, Shorebird Beautiful on the water. Um, I like to go there for a little bit of brunch and some dinner. Um, and just listen, I just. Outside of football, you know, you, when you're happy and you, you know, you got a good friend circle. I've got a lot of English friends here now, so it's it's been amazing. Uh, I'm very fortunate to call this home, and I think I want to be here for the foreseeable. And you know, I just enjoy life. I, I love it. You know, it makes me happy inside when when I can see the sun shining and you know those palm trees. They're, they're a little bit special, so it's a little bit different where I'm from. <laughs> and you've now been with Orange County for a full season as you go heading into your second season. So you're now officially part of Orange County in Southern California. And, and uh, we hope you, you continue enjoying it here. Uh, and who knows, maybe someone bumps into you uh, while out surfing. I don't know if there's a particular beach you like to go surfing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a few, I've been trying a few actually. Um, but uh, yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm not a natural, I'll be honest with you, but it is something, uh, something that I'm, I'm really giving a go. So we'll see how I get on. Perfect. Um, any last uh, words for the fans that uh, might be listening to this before sure. we let you go? Yeah, I think I think this is a great opportunity just for on behalf of myself and all the boys. Listen, we've had a real, real tough past year, um, you know, and that's not just football. That's everyone in the entire world. But I think right now we're kind of seeing the light uh, at the end of the tunnel in terms of getting a stadium back you know, getting that energy again. And I just think, you know, we'd love to see a full stadium and, and, and some success on the pitch to to really galvanise and get that momentum for all of us as a community, as a club, as, a, as, as Orange County as a place. You know, I'd love to be part of that. Um, so it'd be lovely to see uh, some faces back in those stadiums uh, and let's really go for it, get behind us. You know, hopefully we can make uh, some people proud. Um, and, you know, whilst we're all here and wearing that shirt, I'm sure we're, We'll, uh, we'll give everything we got, you know, so going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. I know the fans are looking forward to it. They're excited to get back into the stadium. And, you know, it, it's nice to hear that the players are looking forward to that as well and, and yeah. looking for that energy from the fans. So we're hoping it works and meshes well and the fans can bring that energy and the players can bring the energy back. And we're looking for another I successful was, season. I haven't really seen a full crowd yet with, with the, the drums and the, and the singing. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to absorbing all that up. So it'd be nice. 
Perfect. Um, let me, can, do you mind if I ask you one last quick question before we let you go? Because we did have a fan question come through YouTube, again, from Andy on YouTube. Uh, where can Orange County uh, fans go to get a proper English breakfast? Do you, have you found anywhere local? You know what? Listen, Andy, if you can tell me, mate, I'll be over the moon because uh, I've yet, still yet to find one. Do you know what? There's a company, I think, called, I think they're called uh, British... I think it might be British Bakery or whatever it is. And my friend actually orders um, like the sausages, baked beans. And I actually get my mum to send me care packages now and again. So, uh, Andy, if you fancy it, mate, I'll uh, see what I can get for you, mate. And we'll uh, have a little fry up one day. Um, see what I can produce. <laughs> I'll, I'll give a couple of thoughts. I, I, I'm no expert, of course, but I know there is like an English uh, market in, uh, I want to say Lake Forest, a little English market. They do English and Indian food yeah, um, and groceries and stuff. Yeah, I've been there. And then... Um, there was a pub, a bar, a restaurant in Long Beach that I used to go to that some of the Orange County Spurs supporters would go to. It was an Irish pub restaurant, but they did have on their menu what was called a proper English uh, breakfast uh, where you can get all, you know, the beans, the tomatoes, uh, all that goody uh, on there. So uh, if I can remember the name, I'll let you know, Robin, if they're still around, you can maybe try that out. Love the work. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you for uh, having me on. Thank you for uh, all your efforts and your support you know it's, it's, it's amazing so um see you guys soon and we'll uh, we'll get this going again awesome thank you so much once again ladies and gentlemen defender for your orange county soccer club robbie kieran thank you robbie for joining us uh, on the podcast and look at that we got a big old picture of brad as uh as we let rob kieran head out um as always you know the, the cool thing is rob's a great interview he's just any question we throw at him, it seems like he's willing to answer and give his thoughts on, which we love. Um, you can tell he's he's done this for a while now, and he's he's uh, had conversations with media. And I'm not putting us in the same category as media, but um, you know, it's 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 nice to get some some honest answers out of people uh, when you have them on here. So that was awesome. Um, I think I can't remember who brought it up. I think it was you, Alan, was asking which color uh, Rob was team of or was that brad or dill who did that who asked about the kits now i'm now i'm forgetting brad okay brad brad asked about the kits i should have known that i should have remembered um yes the team announced uh their new kits today uh they threw out a little video to help announce those kits i'm going to play that video for you right now All right, so that was the video for the kit uh, reveal. Uh, sort of a double, uh, you know, message there that you know, showing off the new kits, but also sort of giving thanks to uh, the kit sponsor Hogue, which is one of the big hospitals in Orange County, uh, with the main location in in uh, Newport, uh, and then a few uh, satellite locations. So it's really cool. Let me ask you really quick, Dylan. Any of those uh, Hogue members that were shown in that video? Uh, any of them should be given a should any of them be given a uh, a trial with the team? No, <laughs> but and no disrespect to the guys on the field for the last twenty minutes of Saturday's match, but I don't know, like maybe they could have held their own. Nah, they they would have been so lost doing a set piece. Uh, no, I think they should probably stick to being healthcare providers and um, doing something a little bit more noble than playing professional soccer. Yes, uh, for you know, I should have sort of led with that, right? Thank you to all health all all health care professionals, um, not just in Orange County but around the world for all the work you've done this past what year and a couple months now. Um, and you know, it's awesome when your team's kit sponsor is you know a major hospital and you can sort of help uh, show love in whatever ways possible. And this is one of those ways. Uh, that the team decided to do that. Let me go to you, Alan. Um, it seems like black is the the popular choice for a lot of people. I was when we were talking about it. I think everyone on 
the uh, that was commenting to the live stream was saying black. Uh, you were shaking your head there, no. Um, yeah, I mean, you already have a blue jersey that looks like that, so you can't say blue, right? I already have an orange jersey that looks like that. Oh, you have an uh, orange one. Okay, an orange Yeah, one. orange kit. Yeah, I like the blue, uh, and I really, really, really hope they wear it when they play uh, the battery. I think I think the blue is a nice kind of throwback to the history of this team um, and being one of the older teams in the USL. Uh, I think having that blue is, is a nice nod for those of us, for those people who are aware. Uh, and it just looks really nice on the pitch as well. I know blue is kind of a popular color these days with RGV going away from orange and going to blue as well. Uh, but as far as like a third kit goes, um, it looks real sharp. Uh, it gives you some options um, on the pitch. I really like the blue kits last year as well. Um, and again, like that nod to the tradition of Orange County and the Orange LA and OC Blues, I think is a really nice touch. Um, with teams that don't really have tons of history in the USL, it's nice to see Orange County embrace that. And so interesting, Dylan, go back a few years ago and all Orange County had was a, or, a, I'm sorry, a black and a white uh, kit, right? It was, I believe, white home, black and road. I, I might be getting that wrong. Who knows? But one, one way or the other, uh, fans were really, really, really like demanding an orange kit and Orange County provided the orange kit. And then they teased with that blue kit last season. And then I think out of nowhere, you have all these Orange County fans want to see that blue kit to pay homage to, uh, you know, the, the past with OC Blues going back even further, LA Blues. What are your thoughts? Do you like that blue kit coming out this season as like a permanent third or alternate kit instead of just a, a one match kit? Um, or are you going to be missing a full white uh, kit from the team this season? No, I I'm not a fan of the full white. It doesn't look good. It's not special. It's super boring. Uh, the blue is amazing. I mean, really, your home kit should be your main color. Your away kit should probably be your secondary color. And your third kit should always be something fun, something a little bit crazy. Uh, Oklahoma City went with a little bit fun, a little bit crazy. Um, and theirs looks awesome. Ours is very different from our colors. Um, but it is a little bit of a throwback to the olden days. Um, so... Um, I'm all for it. Uh, I think this is uh, our strongest kit lineup ever by far. I really like the, if I'm being honest, the home, the orange, it's that little texture is just enough to keep it from being boring, but otherwise it's simple and it's super clean. And I don't really care if San Diego wore it last year. They can wear their Tory green this year because I think Adidas might finally pull through for them. Uh, let me jump to you, Brad. Uh, what are your thoughts on the kit reveal? Uh, and um, which one? Uh, which one's your favorite? I mean, I'm with Dylan on this one here. Uh, in my opinion, it goes black is the worst, but not bad. Like, I can understand why people like it. I like the textures on the shoulders, but it's plain in the middle. Um, orange is good, but nothing will ever be blue, in my opinion. I mean, if you look at my wall, it's Everton blue. I got Copenhagen behind me. There's a bunch of Reno 1868 scarves that are blue and orange. You know, it just fits in perfectly in my... Uh, in my repertoire of colors, you know, so I'm blue, double D, double die. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, I love the, the, the colors. I love all three of those kits. The one thing that maybe I'm just not loving off the, the first impressions of it is the white and orange shorts with the blue tops. To me, it just looks a little weird because the orange shorts have the stripes down the side and the blue shirts don't have anything going down the side. So to me, that just throws me off a little bit, um, being that they're different colors and there's no stripes to sort of tie them together. But that's just me personally. I like the shirt. Like I will sport that shirt by itself all day long. It just looked weird to me at first, but it, I'm sure it'll grow on me. Uh, it's nothing that I'm saying you don't do that ever. It just, it looked weird to me at first. Maybe that's, I'm just a weird person and that's, I'm the only one that's, that's looking at that and seeing that. Uh, but that was the the one thing that I was uh, just looking at, like just trying to sort of figure out how do I feel about that? Um, and I'm still there. I'm still at that point. But other than that, all the shirts look awesome. And I'm excited that, uh, and I'm excited that there's a way to get those shirts right away. You can go down to Soccer Garage and get those shirts right now. In the past, uh, Orange County fans can, can you know share the thoughts on this i mean it took sometimes i think those orange kits two seasons ago it took like the whole season to get the orange kits and have them available or something like that um and you know they did it right this year they have a kit release and they have those available for purchase 
uh, through the Soccer Garage. So um, if you haven't bought yours yet, I know some people have already mentioned that they had bought theirs. Um, but uh, if you haven't bought yours yet, you have an option to do so. And cool thing for anyone that listens to us from across the pond is you can get those shirts shipped uh, internationally, which is pretty cool as well. Um, oh, we've, we're, we're getting to that hour mark right here. Uh, I want to give any last opportunity for anyone to mention anything about anything soccer related that they want to share before we, uh, we wrap things up. Uh, let me go to you first, Alan, any, any soccer news that you want to share? Uh, Nisa is into their playoffs for, uh, the legends cup. Um, Cal strikers didn't quite make it, but they, uh, look pretty decent out there. So they're probably going to have a good regular season. Uh, so check that out and NWSL, um, their, um, cup is going on right now and there's a crazy game today uh and i believe you can watch replays if you have paramount plus uh so go check that out uh support uh those two groups of soccer divisions uh that are not um super established or need some love as well so uh nisa and nwsl are doing some doing some things right now perfect i'm gonna go to you brad next because i don't know where dylan oh there's dylan but i'll go to brad next um there's a question from you that uh, came up on the uh, Twitter chat. Uh, so if you want to answer that and then also just share any yeah. other soccer stuff you want to share. So uh, uh, that is um, Blaine on uh, Twitter is asking or Periscope, whatever it is now. Uh, if Reno does get a club in the future and blue is not in the colors, what color would you or what colors would you like? Yeah, uh, actually, that one's pretty quick and easy for me. Um, and it's kind of a boring color, but an interesting uh reason why uh the color that i would like to see as the primary is silver um first of all nevada is the silver state but uh it would also play really well into kind of the local economy and what built you know northern nevada uh the comstock load is uh known as virginia city but it's just up the hill from us um, maybe a 20 minute drive from my house um it's where most of the silver from the west coast was found and mined out of um and I think it would be a nice little play on the history. However, uh, with the Nevada state flag being blue, I think it's going to be blue anyways, regardless of uh, what colors they do choose. Um, as for soccer news, uh, I totally agreed earlier with Rob's kind of uh, definition of what happened in the uh, lovely 48-hour period that was the uh, Super Pooper League. Um it was interesting seeing kind of the rise and fall of this idea. Um, you know, obviously, we, as we all know, it's been talked about for years, but to see it come to fruition and to see it so lambasted by everybody, um, you know, the fans, former players, analysts, uh, it was just interesting to see how quickly teams started to back out of it. I think it was Chelsea first, followed by Man City, and then the whole English group of uh, teams backed out. So it'll be interesting to see if they do try again. Uh, I know they released a statement earlier today, um, this evening saying, Hey, it was an idea that we tried. Uh, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board on this. Um, we'll see if that ends up coming back at some time. Let me, uh, I'll throw it over to you now, Dylan, any soccer news. Hey, uh, Luton town, if they uh, were offered a spot in that uh, Europe super league, would you uh, be all for it? No, absolutely not. Um, but I do have a lot of um, confidence and faith in that ownership group um, as people that really love the club. So they're willing to do it right um, and run their club properly as opposed to being in it for a, a cash grab, which is a crazy thought for people like the owners of um, Fenway uh, or the Red Sox and Liverpool and whatever else the Tottenham owners own um, and a bunch of oil barons. Like just, just shocking that these people would have sold out. Um, but oh well, glad it's failing. I'm glad the players took a stand. Um, and I think the next logical step is probably getting those owners out of the clubs. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, we were talking about. It. I don't know. I don't know if we. I think we talked about it before we went live. And and I'm under the thought or the the feeling that sort of Tottenham had to sort of throw their their hat into the 
the this this group uh, when they were offered it, being that they've always looked at wanting to be known as one of those top teams in uh, English soccer, and this was their opportunity to sort of be at an even playing field with those teams, um, at least for you know the recognition and the power. Uh, you know, I'm not excusing what happened on this. I, I'm definitely upset that this all happened. I would have rather just this been a continued, let's talk about it, let's think about it. But um, I am glad that there was this quick reversal from everyone uh, of the English teams um, sort of in solidarity to get back. But I think really it was just, oops, we made a mistake. Let's just retract it and let's move back. I don't think any of them are doing it out of purely, you know, heartfelt reasons it's just they're like oh this is going to be a hit on our wallet uh because the fans are upset so let's let's just end this now and go back to the way it was so um we'll see what happens also other tottenham stuff bye bye um to jose Mourinho. jose Mourinho. um he's gone now ryan mason is taking care of this club for the remainder of the season oh and we have a uh, a cup match this weekend for Tottenham fans. So that's interesting timing of all of that, but we'll see what happens. Um, other than that, uh, I do see a comment on the Facebook uh, stream, just asking from Dean, asking if there's gonna be audio or video available of the Switchbacks match this weekend. Um, obviously we won't be able to do anything. The club can't do anything. It's up to Colorado if they're gonna do any kind of stream of the match. Um, I haven't heard anything, but I'm sure we can look into that and try and find out if there's any plans for that. And if there is any one or any way to have that, we will share it on our social media. So just keep a lookout for that. Um, random thought time, because we are past our hour. Uh, let's go. Who was first on here tonight? I think Brad joined at the stream first before we went live. So I'm going to go to you first, Brad, for your random thought of the night. Someone doesn't know he's muted. I'm muted. Uh, I'm drinking <laughs> we cosmic let, we rays. Let him talk. <laughs> we let him talk for like a minute before we told him he's muted too. Not, Not quite, but uh, drinking cosmic rays uh, out of lead dog here in Reno. And my random thought is uh, I'm going to respond to Loris, who had a question saying, has LeBron made a statement? Um, I doubt he ever will just because he's a basketball player and uh, – He's looked at as a community leader, and this would not be something to for him to comment on and end it well for him. Um, so the best comment sometimes is no comment, and I don't think he'll make one. Alan, you're up next. Uh, yeah, as a minority owner of Liverpool, um, I, I doubt he's making a statement on behalf of Liverpool. Um, he's probably going to wait for the, the big dogs to not make a statement and just go quietly and forget that this ever happened. Uh, my random thought is uh, the Soccers won their 15th championship this past weekend. Uh, indoor soccer is absolutely bat poop crazy. Uh, it went to overtime in the first match and then went to a 15-minute uh, mini game is what they call it. it it's like a tiebreaker, 15-minute, and they scored um, toward the end of the second mini game to win 2-1 to one to win their 15th title the most successful franchise in indoor soccer history as well as the most successful franchise in san diego sports history but that one is a very low bar uh so congratulations to uh the san diego soccers on their 15th uh, championship and bringing the ron newman cup back home where it belongs so you mean like the padres and the chargers and the rockets and the clippers and um, all those other teams never had success in San Diego. I don't think they've ever, any of them have ever won a championship. I think, did the Potters come close one year? I think like in 86 with Tony. They Green. made the World Series and the Chargers have made the Super Bowl, but um, never win, never have won the, the, the big game, if you will, or the big series. Uh, the Chargers got whooped by the 49ers and um, the goals. I'm not sure if the goals have ever won a cup. Um, I would have to research the goals, but they were a very uh, successful franchise as well. But uh, San Diego soccer is by far the most successful franchise in San Diego. Dylan, a random thought from you. Um, as we start to get back to life as normal and everyone can get vaccinated and start doing things again, 
Um, everyone needs to be better at parking because you all suck at parking, I think. Please just be better at parking. That's my, my plea. My plea is that everyone is just better at parking. That's all. Sorry, Brad didn't go anywhere. We just had to move his camera once he sh uh, was showing that god-awful Chargers jersey. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to get my second shot tomorrow. So uh, hopefully no uh, major reactions to it. And uh, I'm doing my part to help us all get back to normal. Uh, so yeah, try and do your part uh, in whatever way you can, whether it's getting vaccinated, wearing a mask, uh, you know, just doing your best to keep things clean. All that fun stuff will help us get back to living a normal life and not having to worry about the health and safety of our fellow humans. All right, that's going to wrap things up. Uh, we went a little bit longer, but it still was an awesome time. I want to thank everyone that participated in this, all the regular hosts, and also our special guest this episode in Rob Kiernan. Um, this has been the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh.